Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the slang self.podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. You're listening to the Slang Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self Down Podcast. I am here with Alicia Watson from Ali Watson Media. Hey. Hey. How, How are, are you? I am great. I am great. So I like to always give like a little backstory of like how I know people um, mm-hmm. and just like how we connect, right? So I know that you know me through my sister, which is probably how everybody in PG County knows me. It's through Pretty my much. sister. My sister <laughs> because she is the social one and I'm the one that's just like, hi, you know, like yeah. so, so weird. Um, but I think also like we have like our paths has intertwined a couple of different times because mm-hmm. um your son was a part of the because of them we can campaign my sons were yes, a part of that because of them we can campaigns like uh, you know cousins churches all all of the mm-hmm. things it's just like it, this was inevitable I think Absolutely. Uh, it was really really <laughs> really so this was supposed to happen um but I really wanted you on here because I read your book and you guys when we get into it y'all are going to read it too (laughs) I'm already telling you um and I was just like oh my goodness this is going to be this is going to be just a great conversation and I need to have her on the show so I am so excited that you are here I know you and I'm sure Buffy knows you when she sees the name of who's going to be on today (laughs) but the audience doesn't know you said can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started okay thank you so much for having me first of all oh you're welcome really love your podcast it's right up my alley you know because I'm, I'm a mindset person yeah um, so I'm always trying to figure myself out figure other people out and just see how we can get like closer to our purpose and closer to serving God so it's right along like the lines of the things I'm thinking I find myself just yesing the whole time <laughs> or just really vibing with it because it's like yes that's for me I was right there I'm right there with you tracking yeah you know every time I listen to it so I just want to commend you and thank you first and foremost for you know stepping out on faith and doing it because it really is a blessing oh, to me so and much. so many other people I received yeah, it thank I you it. I received all of it <laughs> thank you thank you okay and so for me um I'm Alicia uh I am a mother of two a wife of one <laughs> I consider myself a multi-hyphenate creative entrepreneur uh, just because I wear so many hats. So um, Ali Watson Media is my first brand. Um, I'm also an author, like you said, of Secret Donuts. Mm -hmm. And I have my own podcast, which is Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. And then lastly, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) ma'am. And lastly, I have a, um, a company that I run with my husband and my family, which is the Watson Clan Productions. And um, that's just a, we're 
a worship and arts ministry. So yes. we're, we're a very creative, artistic family in general. My husband and I met um, because we're, we were both in theater. I'm going to stop smacking like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, we met, <laughs> it bothers me when I'm editing. Um, so we met when we were both in theater. Um, I'm from, we're both from Michigan, first and foremost. Oh, wow. We're both from Michigan. Yeah, it's crazy. We met here in the D.C. area. Um, he went to Howard. I moved down after school because my family was here. My family's since moved on. So we're here alone. Everybody oh, wow. else is still in Michigan. Um, but we met through a, uh, I was an acting group. I don't, it's a, it was a ministry group, a nonprofit organization and a friend introduced us. Uh, so we, I was going to act in his play. Um, he had cast me. I was too busy, but we started to talk. And from there it was just like, you know, just fireworks. Look, Literally, look our first day was first. Though you was going to act in this play, and look, you was the the main star now, huh? <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> yeah, he cast me as the lead. I oh, was yes. like, no, I'm too busy for you, sir. But <laughs> but we kept we kept in contact. We kept talking. Our first, you know, our first date was actually the Fourth of July. So there were literal fireworks. Oh. Um, our wedding was theater themed. Um, all of our table cards were introductions to black playwrights um so we've always had a theater background yeah. and so what got me started in videography is that he had done a play and then he had it recorded and I was like oh I could totally do that and then also um when you're doing plays it takes a really long time to get from start to finish and I just really figured like if we recorded it and put it on film we can get the messages out that we wanted to create further and faster into the world yeah um, so that was probably the first foray into like the thought of being an entrepreneur, mm. but I just, when we talk about self-doubt, the first thing that popped in my mind is I don't have the personality tech for it. Um, oh. I'm not like what I would, I would see, you know, representations on TV and in film, of, like how you have to be like a pit bull in a skirt, yeah. you know, just like super, just type a, you know, fear is ferocious. And I'm just really a very empathetic, you know, uh, chill background cheerleader type of person. I love to push people out and, you know, support people. Although I, you know, I'll do things myself, but I'm kind of a lone, (laughs) a lone ranger, you know, which actually works for my business now. And I'll, I'll get to that later. But, um, and so I I started that business. I actually let, I was working for the government. I worked for the government for nine years. Um, and it got to the point where I felt like it was time to leave and go full time. And so, um, I talked to my husband and we actually took maybe like a year, a full year to make the decision Mm. because he was, he was doubtful. He wasn't sure he's the practical one. I'm like the dreamer and the visionary. And, um, yes, I made the leap. I've been full time in Ali Watson media for seven years now. It's been an up and down roller coaster of a crazy ride. Um, but it's probably been the best thing that could have happened to me um, because it has really taught me so much about myself. Yeah. It taught me so much about the things that I actually want in life. It came at a time, I think, where most of us, <laughs> you know, you get to like 35 to 45. And it's just that that redefining time in your life where you're like, oh, actually, that right. was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I was going for that y'all told me to strive for, I yes. got it and I'm not happy. So what do I really want? Wow. Um, and in the midst of entrepreneurship, it really accelerated that process of figuring that out and really figuring myself out and so a lot of the self-doubt that I've had 
has also been answered by being in this position to have to answer it. You, wow. you know, having a job and a nine to five with a check that comes in every week leaves you in kind of a space of comfort, yeah. leaves you in a space where you kind of can plan for things and have some dreams and right. goals. And, you know, there's some consistency there. So you're like, by this time, we don't have, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, there's all kinds of stuff yeah. up in the air. There's all kinds of like mental health things that you go through you know having to trust yourself and force yourself to do so many things and then yeah it's a lot so yeah no I so one of the it was a couple of things that you said that I was just like no that is so true I I definitely think you know I've only been on this entrepreneurship journey for two years now um it'll be two years which is still is is amazing to me right but it does push you to levels that a regular nine to five would not because you're in the constraints of someone else's dream someone else's Mm. uh like idea someone else's vision and so you're just you're you're just one part of it right but when it's yours you like no all of this got to work in order for (laughs) for me not to go not to go back to work like we this has to work or else it's for nothing right and so you're like what how, how can I do a little bit more more, but not, you know, not drain myself so that I can still show up for my kids, still show up yes. for my marriage. Like all of those things, these competing priorities is just like, mm-hmm. what the crap? But I think the other thing is, is that in entrepreneurship, which we'll get to is that I believe that for me, I feel like my self-doubt showed up even louder, right? You are only dealing with, you know, even if you're working a nine to five, however you may show up there, you can, it kind of gets covered or maxed by other stuff, right? Because you can kind of be like, oh, you know, you know, you can push certain things off to certain people or Mm -hmm. you can, you know, I I, I can't do that. No, you can do it. You know, it's fine. Go ahead. You say, but when it's just you, you like, oh no, I got, you want me. So I got to talk in front of (laughs) on camera <laughs> right <laughs> really I gotta say that so no nobody right. else here can do it for me okay, okay. so we're, we're doing this aren't we yeah. and I think it it just kind of it, it 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 forces you to have to look at yourself and you're right like yeah get to this you know I just turned 40 and so like at this place it's like okay I feel like I've done a lot of things but yes. not that I'm not happy but I know that there's more I know that mm-hmm. I can do more and I want to feel not just happy, but like full, you know what I mean? Yes, like absolutely. you want that, that joy that nobody can take that you're like, yes. this is man, I get goosebumps every time I do this, you know? And it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that at work. I was just like mm-hmm. another, it's like that commercial. It was like, another, not another day, you know, with the no, parent. Right. <laughs> another day. Yeah. Yes. So you started talking about it, but how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? I told y'all, imposter syndrome is real. When I'm in those moments of doubt and anxiety, I ask myself, who's going to listen to you? Did God really call you to do this? Or, girl, ain't nobody trying to pay you to talk to them? These thoughts lead me to procrastination and being paralyzed by my fears and doubts. Throughout this journey of slaying my own self-doubt, I have some tried and true practical steps that have helped me and I would love to share them with you. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and download the five ways to slay your self-doubt. Now back to the show. Oh man. Oh, it's so many ways. And so, so, so many ways. Um, because the thing is well, what you're talking about, especially with the, uh, the being in business and having the ability to delegate, 
you know, being in the corporate world or government, having the ability to delegate things yeah. and, you know, having other distractions as where it doesn't all depend on you. That, that for me has been one of the key components of it because I'm achiever. I'm an, uh, I'm a high achiever. Mm. I've always been in my entire life. And so, you know, one thing that I always noticed that like, when you go into entrepreneurship, you really have to define success for yourself yes. because if the only marker of success is how much money you make, <laughs> you fail <laughs> you know? <it> every day. <laughs> yes. And it's, you're going to, you're going to be chasing that thing and you're mm. going to get it and you're not going to be happy because that really wasn't what your marker of success is, yeah. you know? And so I think where it showed up for me most is that I started out with that. You know, I started out with that idea of, I had to do this right, or I had to do mm. it in a way where I replaced my, my income in the first six months, or mm. I did, you know, exactly what I was, what I thought the business would do. Yeah. And when it didn't do what I had planned for it to do, or what I wanted it to do, or it, I found that there were areas that I wasn't as versed in and things that I had to learn, I had to contend with the fact that I, I, I am a recovering perfectionist, mm. right? And so that perfectionism shows up so strongly in mostly everything I do. And I had to first deal with that because that really aligns itself with my self-doubt. If I can't do it right, then I'm not qualified to do it at all. If I can't do it right, maybe I need to go back to work, you know? And every time I love my husband because he's so supportive because I'd be like, I should just get a job, right? And he'd be like, nope. (laughs) And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Don't you want what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why why you want to be on a stretch just let me go and like but he knows that it's not for me to do it the easy way like yeah. this is a he's he's in a series right now talking about the wilderness season and this this whole journey is a wilderness season for me because I have to learn what I have to learn like when Jesus went to the wilderness yeah. before starting his ministry there were some things I need to be testing on tested on there were some character traits that God has to develop in me you know to get me past the spaces where there is self-doubt so the first thing that he had to show me is that I do perfectionism mm. and when I thought of perfectionism early on in my life it, it, it was a badge of honor <laughs> like I like things right yeah good and it's like no it's an obstacle because that perfectionism causes your procrastination mm. that perfectionism causes you to beat yourself up and beat yourself down when things don't go right you don't offer yourself the grace and compassion that I would offer you it does not look like me yeah. I am perfect you are not So for you to take that space and try to be perfect, you're not serving me. You're trying to serve yourself. And the reason I'm trying to serve myself is because the perfectionism is something that I can control where there is no doubt, no certainty, because I won't be rejected if I am perfect, which is an early seed that was planted in my life, you know? And it's like, and we can get to the book too, because I'm, I've been a high achiever, but I've been a high reach, high achiever all my life because that as a child was what made people bring me closer to them. Mm. And as a heavier child, you know, the fat kid, it felt like that was the place where people, teachers, children, family members all pushed me away, yeah. you know? And so I, I laced my identity in straight A's, student of the month, you know, going to my teacher's house, staying in on recess and grading papers, like being the best of the best of the best yeah. of the best. Like everywhere I go, I had to be the captain, the leader, the co-captain, the manager, the this, the that, because I have to elevate myself because that is the only place that I can control Mm. the fact that you won't reject me if I'm better 
then you know what I mean? If yeah. I show oh, up and I know. give you this value. You, listen, I'm over here like, she is reading me. Like, I'm like, you just like all the things. <laughs> I I'm told like, you. <laughs> listen, I like if we could pass the collection plate, we can go ahead right, on, right now, y'all, because I know y'all felt all of that because I had goosebumps. I had chills. I had all, all the feels because you are so right. Like all of those things, like the procrast- I mean, the perfectionism leading to procrastination and the control mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, understanding, um, especially when we talk about walking in purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's not our purpose. So we, you can't control it. That's the reason mm-hmm. why it don't work when you put your hands on it. Because That's it. It's, not, it's not your purpose. It's God's purpose for you. We're yeah. just his vessels. And so yeah. for a very long time, just in this short period, I've had to learn that very quickly. Like, okay, sis, if you're going to keep operating in your own strength, you're going to be stuck. And, you know, my mm-hmm. husband is not mm-hmm. as gracious as your husband is. He like... <laughs> How long you supposed to be trying this? <laughs> he, he like things too, huh? Right, yeah, he, right. you know he like okay. We we were we, you know I'm on the I'm on the agreement with you. And I want you to do it to your best ability, right. but you know, is there a time limit when we get that first check? Like, what is it? <laughs> it's about stability and you know yeah. security and those. And I yes. you know, I totally get all of that. And I'm yeah. just like, it's not working. And and it's like those like you said wanting to replace your income and wanting to and Mm -hmm. thinking you know what I was better off at work like I did that with ease I did that like everybody loved me there everybody you know I could go back and get my my old job like I could today let let me just go apply and say hey (laughs) y'all my bad I just needed to take a rest real quick just come right back (laughs) and it's like every single time I've even Mm -hmm. thought about getting a job nothing like literally is it either be something comes up that says like somebody will reach out to me about doing something that reminds me no this is where you're supposed to be or when I do when I have tried to like reach out it'd be like crickets like oh okay well you know that's not it but um no yeah (laughs) I love and I've heard people say like a recovering perfectionist before and I you know always kind of been like I don't think I'm a perfectionist but as I you know I told everybody knows I'm a proponent for therapy being in Mm -hmm. therapy and whenever I say certain things to her she'd be like so that's a part of perfectionism and I'm like I don't think I'm a but (laughs) the reality is that it shows up differently right when I think of perfect I think like everything has to be a certain type of way. And, and yeah. I guess that is, that is, <laughs> I guess that is me. Everything do have to be a certain type of way, depending on what it is. But um, man, I, I agree with you because, you know, you think of that as being like almost a badge of honor where it's like, everything's good. And it's good to be, it's good to be perfect. It's yeah. good to want things in alignment, but it's like, no, that's not what the perfectionism is. Yeah. The perfectionism is, is that you, want people you want things to be in alignment for a reason yeah you know it's mm. not not necessarily because it's a compulsion or it's up you know you don't have like ocd or something yeah. it's because you're trying to get something i i posted a, a quote that i found that like has fit my season perfectly mm. and it's do it from love not for love mm. and what god is revealing to me in this season is that so much of what i've done and so much of who i've identified with and who i've who i've thought of myself as in the past has been because I'm doing things for people so that people can acknowledge, you know, how good of a person I am so that they don't reject me. And so I think I'll get back to like where you were asking. So what I had to learn in terms of my journey of slaying self-doubt is that I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm accepted. I'm loved, you know, and the more that I lean into that, 
And the more that I accept that, the better I am at recovering from perfection, the better I am at serving from a place of compassion and, um, and, and righteousness and, and, and neutrality, like where it's a benevolent place, as opposed to something where I'm trying to pull on people or trying to get myself validated by people, which is dangerous. It becomes toxic because that's where I start to like, this is a season where I'm learning that I'm a, I'm a banisher. (laughs) Like I start to, as soon as you disappoint me, I let very little people in, but when you disappoint me, it's like, all right, you're out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Next, you know, cancel, like cancel. There's a personal cancel culture that yeah. I have that God is like, it's not, that's not how this operates. We, yeah. we, that's not how this works. We can't just, did I cancel you? Like, mm. where's, where's the forgiveness? Where's the, <laughs> and it's just like, well, God, I'm a terrible person. Yes. But let me like, let me get you more like me. Here's yeah. why you're doing this. It's yeah. because you feel like you have to reject people first. Right. Mm. And that's because you're trying to pull things from them. If you just serve them and get your love from me, then you have an overflow to give to people as opposed to feeling like they're sucking everything out of yeah. you. Oh, you know, you important. don't have to protect yourself. You know, you don't, they're not, you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Put your trust in me, yeah. you know? And, and for so long, I've trusted in people because of this, all of this, this, this doubt that, that shows up as if I'm not perfect, then I can't be loved and accepted. I will be rejected, you know? And it's, it's deep down inside. Like, obviously I'm not, there's so many people that love me. So many people that care about me. So many people that will show up for me at any time, like just make the call. Right. Yeah. But on the inside, anytime one person, even a peripheral person, you know, you got your circles, even a person on like that third layer of circles, if they do something, I'm like, Oh, See, all right. y'all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I told you I want nothing. Right, and it's yes. like, no, that's not that's not it. You yeah. know, and so it's like getting back to the root of where those seeds were planted. Mm. And it's very young. And the enemy comes for you so young, which is why I'm so like, I'm so intent on just filling up my children with words that yes. they can use to 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 tell the truth to themselves. Yes. Like you slay self-doubt with truth. How do you change a belief with new information? Right. If you believe yourself to be, I'm a terrible person because, you know, I, I gossip, you know, but it's like, if you believe that you're going to continue to gossip right, because yeah. that's what you you've defined yourself as yeah. instead you change that belief of like well no i'm not a gossip i just probably need to tell this person what i feel right and sometimes i hold these things in and it feels like a release to tell other people about it and maybe i'm just afraid to be rejected by them but no i'm loved and i'm safe so i can take my concerns to this person yeah. and whether they what they do with it is not my responsibility yeah how they receive it is not my responsibility but it is my responsibility to not take a toxic behavior and talk about them behind them their back but go to them in love and with compassion yeah. confess my sin you know confess what i've been doing get understanding because yeah. here's the belief i'm gossiping because i feel like you've offended me in a way mm-hmm. but if i get the truth then i can work from that so maybe you are trying to be offensive Man, listen, but then i can you know me but then a whole lesson here y'all i'm telling I'm you just, this right here <laughs> but no but this is so this is one of the things that i love about having this platform and being able to have people to share their stories and their journeys because you know self-doubt shows up in so many different ways and how we all deal with it is completely different right if if if, if, even for myself like I take a little bit from every single person that I talk to and I say you know what that is such a good idea because 
the reality is is that your self-doubt will show up in different ways at Mm -hmm. different times with different people and the response will always have to be different you're not going to be able to just flip out you know (laughs) everywhere you at or um you know, sometimes like I know I'm a crier when it comes to certain things, right? I'm not going to yeah. be able to cry in the middle of every single thing. So <laughs> you have to be able to have these tools and these resources in your belt mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, well, right now what's going to have to come up is this so that I am able to receive whatever it is. I have to not let this third, like you say, like this, this third person, whatever they did affect what's mm-hmm. going on. Because the thing about it is, is that one, once we start to and I'm speaking for myself, but I'm pretty sure other people will relate. Once you start to go down that 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 path of self-doubt and you allow yourself to just like, oh, well, it's me for, I, I promise you, it'd be like mm-hmm. three seconds. And that mm-hmm. three seconds turns into one minute and one minute yep. turns into five. Five turns into an hour. An hour turns into yep. half a day. A half a day turns into the day. And then you'd be like, it's Monday. What the... What have I been doing all week? And it's like right. it started here because one thing happened and you took your it's just it just you went down this rabbit hole and then mm-hmm. it's so hard to dig yourself out of it. Oh but if God. you're learning in those moments, like you said, to reframe like talk to yourself differently. No, that's not yeah. true. You know what I mean? That's not mm-hmm. um that's not that's not accurate. One of the things that I have for me is I, I had to start doing it because when I'm working and I'm sitting at my desk and if I'm podcasting or working on stuff, I will get so like, this is not my ministry. I don't even know why I'm doing like that yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I had an assignment um, in my coaching class where we had to ask people um, randomly ask people to name three adjectives that like get asked a person to, to Three, three adjectives to describe you. So I sent mm-hmm. text messages out to people and I wrote it down. So I had, I had it lit. I had to move it from where it was to put it next to my computer to remind me of what other people see in me. Right? I love it. Because yeah. what I see ain't what everybody else sees, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm filled with doubt. I'm filled with anxiety. I'm filled yeah. with my own, you know, I guess perspective, you know, perfectionism, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll accept it. And eventually I'll be recovering because I didn't even <laughs> know I was a perfectionist until today. <laughs> At least I wasn't accepting it in any way. Right. But now I'm able to look at this list and be able to say, okay, this 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 person thinks that I'm supportive. This person thinks I'm caring. But somebody you said I was self-motivated. And if wow. I like me, I'd be like, me? Like I don't I, I don't <laughs> see that, right? But if other people are able to see that in you, that means it's there. It comes yeah. out naturally. Absolutely. To the people who see you, right? And so yeah. if someone negative, someone else is saying something that doesn't align with this, I'm like, well, that's because you don't know me. Because these people said yes. all that I am, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely love that. That's, that is, I think, perfect for when you have those doubts. Because like I said, there's a seed that's been planted and you, you've been listening to it like almost your entire life. Mm-hmm. So you have to uproot that seed with seeds of truth, you know, and, you know, going to people, I, I love Brene Brown. You, you yes, that is Brown. my girl. I love her. I, love her. <laughs> I think Enduring Greatly, or maybe it was something I was watching because I've watched a, a lot of her interviews, but one thing that she said was that she kept that little a note card, like mm-hmm. little tiny, like square note card full of like six people whose opinions matter to her. Yeah. And she keeps it with her. And so that when something else, like someone else says something, when she gets comments on the internet or someone comes at her negatively, she can pull out that piece of paper and look at those six names and say, 
it, did that come from one of these six right. names? Okay, yeah. well, it doesn't matter. And I just love that concept of really just defining again what what matters to you, you yeah. know, because I think that doubt shows up when it we're trying to do the impossible, which is yes. to be everything to everybody. Yeah. And we cannot like yeah. Jesus was, you know, polarizing, you know, Beyonce is polarizing. Right. Like everybody that we love. And that we hate simultaneously is polarizing, you know, yeah. and that's, that's because they have, they have picked the, picked the platform, picked the side, picked the thought, picked the idea, picked something and stood on that. Yeah. You know, and I think when we can stand in our own truth, mm. when we can stand in who it is that God has made us to be stand in what it is that God has told us to do and exactly in the way that he's told us to do it, we become polarizing, yeah. right? Somebody's not going to agree with that. Somebody's not going to like that. It might be because of whatever they're going through, their trauma, their toxic. Yeah. Yeah. their understanding their misunderstanding um and it might be because they love us and they don't want us to feel hurt they don't want us to feel harmed they don't want us to be in trouble but ultimately if you understand your truth and you're willing to stand in it then your your confidence is built so mm-hmm. so much more you know yes. i think you were talking about it the other day like one of the podcasts i was listening to you quoted judges six and that is one of my favorite biblical characters which is gideon yeah because of like if, if there's anybody who felt self-doubt it was him and yes. i love the way that god walked with him mm-hmm. through every stage of that through throughout the assignment yes. that he told him to do and you can watch him visibly get more and more confident yeah. in what he was doing because what happened like he started with this list of beliefs that he mm-hmm. told the, the angel like i'm the least of my family right. my family's least of tribes israel <laughs> and we here and we doing this and where is god and y'all said god gonna yes. show up and yeah. i don't see god showing up and the angel's like face palm i'm here right <laughs> i'm trying to show you you mighty warrior who mighty yes. warrior me a mighty warrior yes you a mighty warrior you know but like that's the vision that god had for him yes. that he had to learn about one of my favorite scriptures and i don't know if it applies to people but i apply it to myself which is it is the glory of god to per it's the glory of god to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to seek it out then mm. as i study myself i feel like it's the glory of god to conceal the me that he's created me to be yeah. within the depths of me and it is my honor to continue to seek out who it is that he has created me to be yeah. you know and that comes in every day that i live and every situation that i live through it's going to be a little different because there's new information that i'm operating in yeah you know <clears throat> there are times in my life where I felt like I was way, I was way more equipped, way more together than I yes. am right now, but I wouldn't trade who I am right now for that person Absolutely. because of how far God has brought me into understanding and knowing myself. And I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to getting out of the fullness of the wilderness season to fully walk in the purpose that he has for me. But it goes back to being able to stand in what he, in the timeline that he has for you, yes. you know, and if you have if you have an idea of a timeline or you feel you let the internet rush you, right. you, know, you let people rush you, then you don't, you don't allow the trust in God. And like, this is the season I have you in, yeah. you know, if you're not making the million dollars in a month, you know, if you're not doing this, if you're not doing that, that other people define as successful and you take your eyes off of me, that's yeah. going to be on you. That's where the doubt is going to show up. That's where the confusion shows up. That's where you're detouring. You're off the path. Yeah. That's where you feel like you're wasting time. The very time that you felt like, you didn't have you yeah. wasted. Yeah. If you would just stay on the path, let me light it. Let my let my word be a lamp unto your feet, a guide on your path, and just go with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Yes. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll tell you which way to go. Are you, you sure know? preacher <laughs> is not enlisted in one of these uh, titles that you have? Because I, I, I promise.
promise you, this is a whole sermon right here. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to preach. I just be like, I'm so passionate about my platform on the Alicia Watson is helping. We're getting over it aligned with God into our purpose. That's no, it. Because yes. like, we all have something because it's it's intended for us to have something. Yes. He puts he puts a thorn in our side. There's something that he's going to tempt us with that he's going to not he not God he but the enemy he yeah. is going to put into our path to force us to stay out of that purpose that God has created us for. Like where we're living that abundant life now because we feel that fullness yes. that we feel that joy in everything that we're doing but he'll set up these distractions yeah. and you said it's so good like I I will get one thing, you know, like I, I, I'm dealing with jealousy right now in my marriage, you know, because of something that happened like eight years ago, yeah. because we have all this time to deal with it. But if it's one thing that I feel like is just, it could be random. It's like a, a too fast silence phone call. Yeah. And I'm like, who was that? What right. was that? You know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. I spiral and yeah. I'm on the floor and it turns into, it was a phone call and it develops into you ain't this, you ain't yes. that, you're nothing, da, 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 and I'm in the bed. Yeah. And it's like, you did that on purpose. You knew the phone call was a telemarketer. Listen, you knew right. I was going to see it. Yes. You know what I mean? And I saw it and I, I wasted a day that I feel like I don't have, yes. that I could be devoted to getting things done, building my own comf- confidence, getting past that doubt with action, yeah. you know, but no, I'm laying in the bed right. feeling a certain way about myself because that's the design, yeah. you know, it's and, not, to and the thing about it is, is that we know the enemy is not like he ain't crafty he gonna use the things that he knows is going to get yes. you but that made me think because you wrote up Brene Brown was the thing that one of the things I think I was listening I can't remember what what it was either because you know you read It'd everything you listen to her it's just all jumbled <laughs> together right you just know what's yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's something that she said in like a conversation she was having with her husband and she was saying how she was feeling right and it was a game changer for me she said but the story I'm telling myself is and mm. I was like, "Ooh, that is so good because mm-hmm. we know like some stuff is just facts. That something happened, right? But yeah. what what that thing that happened triggered a thought and then this whole movie like you say it plays out in your head mm-hmm. of this this demise that's happening right instead yeah. of just and, and sometimes I have to do it to myself I have to be like you know this person didn't show up like I had somebody who um was supposed to I got on they weren't here and I'm like I did all the things right and so I'm mm-hmm. like you know maybe this person don't want to work with me no more this is the third time mm-hmm. they didn't done you know all these things and I just was like you know okay this person didn't show up maybe what what it is is the lord is telling me she don't need to be on the show like i you know i didn't keep trying you know instead of making it about me maybe it's something that's like instead of me taking it and being like oh gosh you know woe is me it's like okay well maybe this is a sign that you need to just move on thanks third time's a charm i'm good you know and let's just keep it moving versus taking it internalizing it you know now i'm degrading what i'm doing and now it it serves no purpose now i'm looking for a job you know all these these Mm -hmm. things start to happen and it's like no that just it wasn't that wasn't for you that 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 it that it, it did not happen the way you or thought that it happened. It's just, it's our thoughts, it's our doubts. It's all mm-hmm. of those things that, you know, definitely showed up. Um, yeah. But I totally, I totally understand that. So as you are talking about your journey and like, 
what I love about you telling your story is that one, I told you in the beginning, I'm very visual, right? And so like I can, and because you're you're into, you know, theater and video, like it's like everything is like, yeah, we're not even, it's not, it's not drama. It's like, okay. like you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and okay. it's like, oh man, it's, I, I enjoy stuff like that. Like, cause I can, if I can visualize it, I feel like I'm there just like, oh. Yeah. Um, but as you talking about your journey, I'm, it's like, I can visualize like these ups and downs like a roller coaster type thing right yeah and then you come in to know yourself and come in to see the things and be like oh okay let me add this to the basket of me knowing mm -hmm. who I am so that I can walk into this fullness of myself so what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before when I first started posting on social media for the podcast oh my goodness it was a disaster I did not know what I was doing I was guessing at everything then things shifted for me when I got introduced to three platforms that changed the game for me. I started using Canva for my graphics, Caption Writer for my captions, and Wave for the audiograms. Seriously, if you go back to the beginning of the Slaying Self Doubt Instagram page, you will see the transformation. If you are in the process of branding or rebranding yourself, I recommend you try out these platforms. Canva has hundreds of templates that you can choose from to design any type of post you desire. Caption Writer allows you to create and save your captions with the perfect line breaks and even lets you add different fonts. Wave helps you create snippets of your content to share with your followers. They have closed captions and those cool little wavy lines. If you're interested in trying them out, click the links in the show notes to start using them today. Now, back to the show. Oh my, so much. <laughs> so, so much. Um, and I, it's so much. And I, again, recovering perfectionism, um, or recovering perfectionist, I try to make sure that what I learn is just information and not mm. an indictment. You wow. know what I mean? And so I'm not like, well, I learned that I'm this way. And so I must be bad, you know, but no, wow. it's, I'm showing you something about yourself for you to change, yeah. you know? And so um, for me, again, I've learned that I'm a perfectionist. And so taking that away and being okay with the pace that God has me going mm. has been immensely helpful for me. You know, being okay with um, the kinds of relationships that I have, being okay with my own personality. Yeah. Like when I when I started with Ali Watson Media, you know, again, trying to understand what it would take to have a successful business and what my ideals was, I could not be introverted. Mm. I'm very introverted, you know, well, maybe not very, I can be, you know, I get some energy for people, but I definitely need to go and refill, yeah. but I'm very relational, you know? And so even though I'm introverted, I go deep with people and that has served my business, mm. you know, um, being able to distinguish between like, I, I, I follow the love languages. I love the five love languages and recognizing how that shows up in business. And so if, if I get, you know, applause and accolades, I take that and I'm like, yes, I'm doing a great job. But then also if someone comes back with a critique to not take that so personally, you know, it's just yeah. either what they, they're not understanding what I'm trying to show. It's not, it's not what they wanted or, you know, um, they just want to see something different, but it doesn't mean that I'm wrong or I'm messed up. Yeah. It's just, it's just their opinion. It's just yeah. their understanding. And so 
we take that information and we get to it. So, you know, I say all that to say something that I've learned is that business problems are just personal problems in disguise sometimes, wow. you know? And so, and that's not mine. I don't remember whose book I was listening to <laughs> the other day, but I was like, that's, that's intense. I'm going to take that. that. Good. <laughs> but it really is. And I think, especially like I was saying with being in, in, you know, just the private sector or the corporate sector or government, you know, you don't have to deal with these personal issues that you have around your identity and your abilities. But when you become an entrepreneur, it's all brought to the light, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so the pace at which I've done this has been okay for me because one, I've had to be built up because I know the level. And that's the thing, like you start something, you know, the level that's going to take you to, you're like, you know, this is going to be it. But you also know in the back of your mind that if it is it, the person that you are today is not going to be able to handle it. Like they're not going to be able to handle it. Like, I've been like, I've burned bridges. I've, I've offended people. I've been offended. I've, you know, and it's because of the baggage that I carried into baggage that I didn't even know I had, you know, things I'm learning about myself. That's like, you know, it's okay to have baggage. It's just, it's, it's a fact, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a, it's not a part of my identity. And if I can separate my identity from these things that I'm like these, these traits or personality things, or, you know, I don't know, uh, (laughs) obstacles that I'm dealing with and just kind of deal with them or treat them from the scope of truth, you know, as opposed to like internalizing them, then I become a much better business person. And that shows up in like, I know for a a lot of creatives that shows up in pricing Mm -hmm. even, you know, like the ideas that you have about pricing (laughs) and your value. And it's, especially as a Christian, I'm yeah. like, I'm service, period, yeah. you know? And so like, so if I've been serving in church and I show up and I've been in these ministries and I'll be there till three in the morning, wrapping ropes around my arm. And all right. of a sudden I'm like, that'll be thousands of dollars for right. me to do this thing yes. that you really don't, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I can't do that to people. And it's like, yes, you can, because yeah. you charge the government thousands of dollars <laughs> to do the right. work that you're not <laughs> passionate about. You haven't studied as hard, Come on. you know, you haven't, you haven't put your heart into, and it's not purposeful work, you yeah. know, like God, God didn't send me into the business sector to start, yeah. you know, I am there to serve people, but there's a leading against, you know, a leading yeah. that aligns with where I serve in the ways that I serve. So if I feel like, if I feel led to discount something, I will, yes. but I also have to not discount the work that I have, because again, if you're looking at success in business, it's more than just the business. When I first started, my son hated my job, Mm. you know, and it's just like, well, I don't want that. You know, you're always working, you know, and, 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 and I'm working so long and I'm snappy and I'm frustrated and I'm not paying attention and people not eating food. (laughs) (laughs) What are they eating? Did they eat? Yes. (laughs) I might go do something, you know, I I can't, I gotta work. Don't y'all know I gotta work. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm saying, but it's again this is the perfectionism you were talking earlier I was like yeah yes. that's perfectionism <laughs> um, it's because you wanted to succeed so badly especially yeah. when you've been charged you give you're given this mantle you know it's like God has given me this thing and what I do is I succeed what I do is I'm high achieving so if God gave me this I'm gonna go do it I'm gonna do it at excellence I'm gonna da, da, da. and it's like he gave you that but he also gave you motherhood. He gave yes. you, you know, to be a wife. He gave you yourself because that's a that's a whole different topic. The way that we don't take care of ourselves, mm. you know, and continue, you know, to 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 fight for this success. But all the while, like our bodies are deteriorating, our minds are deteriorating, yes. everything's deteriorating. But you're fighting and forcing it. 
and you're not showing up your best because you're not taking care of the very vessel that is supposed yeah, to be being I used guess, to produce this result, you know? And so, I don't know. I don't even remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm telling you, when I tell you that I, I started this and I say to you, you know, it's not an interview. This is definitely just a conversation. And wh- however it goes, like, I, I promise you, every interview that I do, I go into it and I say, Lord, like somebody's going to get something out of this. However, right. it's a, whatever's supposed to happen, you just, you, that's it. And for mm-hmm. me, like this conversation is not only something that I need. I, I, first of all, I always say this, every interview is for me, really, like, yeah. <laughs> being like, okay, let me just show you again, what you're yeah. supposed to be doing, what you're not doing, hello, you know, so I'm going to send someone else to, so you can receive my right. message, okay, Here's a message. Right. right, so I, I know that, but I also yeah. know that there's people, which is, again, why I have other people, well, not I, because it was really his idea, that's why he wanted yeah. other people on this platform, is because, we need we all need to hear this right because mm-hmm. there is a lot of you know social media gets a bad rap i, I understand it, it because you know it, it could be used to your benefit and it all could be used to your demise right yes this false perception that you know whatever you post and whatever you're going like what, what people see they don't know what what's happening behind the scenes they don't know the Absolutely. struggles that you have and i recently did a live where I, you know, I was telling people and, and, you know, my audience knows my story about my, um, Bell's palsy and mm. most people who don't, who, who know me after 2002, this is all they've ever seen. So to them, mm. they don't know that there's anything different. Right. But mm-hmm. for them, it's like, oh, OK, but they don't know that the way I I, I, I intentionally turn myself to make a picture mm. so that my face doesn't look crooked or mm. you know, how I make how I have to work myself up to be like, OK, girl, you got this. You're going to put on this red lip and you're going, you know, like, but it's those yeah. things that you looking at me no one knows it but I can see it right and that's a daily struggle that we have to literally continue to show up happy Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying productive and it's as we talk about doing things in the private sector versus like entrepreneurship or working at your nine to five and entrepreneurship like wearing that mask every day is draining Mm -hmm. to try Mm -hmm. to have to show up and you ain't even happy. Like you don't even really like your job. You're just doing it nope. because you need a paycheck. Um, yep. And it makes it more difficult when you're doing it for yourself because you you have to show up as yes. your most authentic self on your good days and your bad days. You know, it yeah. ain't no, I mean, you could call out the work, but it's probably going to cost you something. It may cost mm-hmm. you a little, it may cost you a lot, but it's going to cost to call out of, out of your own job right like and you yes. have to know those things which is why we just kind of continue to like push ourselves but no like it, everything that you say has resonated with me in such a way that I'm like okay it is it, it is it is something I definitely know I needed to hear and I'm sure that there's some okay. um, audience members who needed to hear other listeners that needed to hear it as well uh, one of the things that you did I I, I said something about it and I want you to talk about it as well is um, your book Secret Donut so I read it and it's because you know <laughs> this weight loss journey is the pits like, like it really it really mm-hmm. is the pits right um mm-hmm. but I think one of the things that I really got gathered from your book is that it's not it's not it's not about the weight right it's no. literally not about the pounds and when, when it, but it's how literally all these things that we have just dis- discussed today shows up 
in yep. the, the taking care of yourself, like you said, the, or lack thereof taking care of ourselves, right? <laughs> but we're so fixated on what things should be, should look like that, you know, it, it, it just, it kind of, it just messes us up. So um, wow. in regards to secret donuts, like, and by the way, I'm going to put the link in the show notes, y'all, so y'all can get the book because it's, it's so good. Um, Thanks, dude. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure it came from you, but tell us about like that journey, like of like getting to a place of like being able to speak it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think that has a lot to do with like your self-doubt shows up in so many different ways. And when, you know, we know that, you know, slaying self-doubt is about allowing, you know, empowering women to walk into their purpose, right? And you're very much so like getting over it so that you can get aligned and walk into your purpose as well. And a lot of that has to do with our stories and talking about the thing that we struggle with the most. And so I want you to like, like, tell us about that kind of that journey and like, what you would say to somebody, it doesn't have to be they're writing a book or, you know, mm-hmm. wanting, you know, having a podcast or whatever it is. But like, what would you tell somebody who's like sitting on their story because they're afraid to say it? Because that's really what it boils down to. And it's just we just be scared. That's all. y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Thank you for our, those kind words. <laughs> First like, and foremost. <laughs> yes, I loved yeah. it. I, you know, I love the book too. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> it's, it's weird to say, it, but it was for me. Yeah. You know, I, I have been writing a book on fear for 10 years. Just like, mm. I still have that book on fear and I got to about page 60. I just could not finish it. And so I was like, decided to pick up my pen and I heard to write about weight. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, write about this weight. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, I set out and I started to write it and it just kind of flowed through me. Mm. Um, And I was just like, well, we're going to just tell the story and just go through like the journey of getting over my way aligned with God and into my purpose. That's literally like my platform because that's literally what he did for me through writing the book. Um, And it's so funny because where I am currently is I'm 15 pounds heavier (laughs) than I was when I ended the book, which like. It's like the ultimate test because it's like, okay, so you wrote it. So how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel now? You're going to feel that? You know, yeah. you're going you to yeah. that. And it's like, you know, it, I, I, it's noticeable the difference in how I respond to that. But it also lets me know there, there's a, like another book that has to come from it. Because again, it's not just even the taking care of your part self or taking care of yourself part, but it's like just recognizing what, what your triggers are, what's happening there, why you're doing the things that you're doing. So I start here and say that, you know, and I'm very transparent. Like I won't say that I'm vulnerable, vulnerable because I've, I've learned that I'm not <laughs> in, this, in this season. I'm not vulnerable um, because I like to be safe. Um, but it's helped me to understand my lack of trust in God, which also mm. leads to my lack of trust in my husband and at least yeah. my lack of trust in people yeah. and the lack of trust is because again, I don't want to be rejected, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so what does that rejection mean? That rejection means that it, it creates this doubt in myself. It creates this, this misunderstanding of my worth and value, which I had already acquired when I wrote the book. So yeah. I have to actually go back and read the book myself. Like that's an assignment for me right now, because I have to remember what it was that God taught me wow. about what he felt about me because of the season we just went through, yeah. you know, and 
I had to go through the season because he had to reveal to me how I can't treat his children, especially as a person that he's called to do the work that I'm called to do. The way that I treat people matters because I'm his hands and feet. I'm a reflection. My light is to shine and look like him. Mm. Right. And so even in telling your story, it serves you too, because you have to look at it from a scope of understanding and then let God shine a light into those deep dark corners and crevices to show you why things are happening the way they're happening so for me it's never it's always been about the weight but it's never been about the weight Mm. you know in the way that I felt like you know as a fat kid as a kid that you know um was a high achiever to crowd out the idea that I had a weight problem um it it has revealed to me that you know, no matter what I weigh, there's intrinsic value in me because I exist, yeah. you know? And so, um, in writing the book, so we can get to the book, <laughs> the book is Secret Donuts, A Journey to Getting Over Your Weight, Align with God and Into Your Purpose. Um, and I called it that because, you know, I, would, I, I, I write in the introduction, like a story of how I would just go to the grocery store, <laughs> secretly grab some donuts, eat them on the way home, stop at a trash can somewhere, dump the evidence, you know, and, and just, and I would eat in shame and yeah. it, it developed and I'm, I'm, I was still doing it like deep into my marriage with children, but it's something that developed as a child because there was so much shame and um, embarrassment around my weight, you yeah. know, around um, how I looked and how I felt about myself because it felt like people would not accept me unless I was smaller. So there became this quest, mm. almost this idolatry of pursuing a smaller body, mm. which is another reason God, you know, sat me down. I was like, look, that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> like yeah. I want, I'm jealous, you know, and we don't have Asher poles. We're not building altars a different, well, not us particularly, right. somebody <laughs> might be, but <laughs> But I think as Christians, we fail to realize where our idols are, yeah. where we're elevating something higher than God. And some days I would try to get God to serve my idol of weight loss. Come on, You know, like I would write my journal for pages and pages and pages, not acknowledge him and who he is and just be like, well, God, why'd you make me this way? Yeah. Such and such had a baby. See, she snapped back. Right. Where's my snapback? <laughs> I'm nursed. They said nursing was good. You know, they said nursing get your I did all the things, Lord. <laughs> you told me, God, and now look at me. I'm fatter than I was before. Yeah. You know, I had these kids. I love these kids, but you know, and it's like, why are you so concerned about that? You yeah. know, and it and it again, your business problems are personal problems in disguise. It boils over into my business, and so when I say. You know, I talk about that gossiping thing. That's in my book. I literally had somebody who had a parallel life. Like she's younger than me, you know, but the things that she was doing, I felt like I was supposed to be doing and I could be doing because I'm definitely capable. But the thing that was holding me back is because she had a six pack and I did. And so I would be so upset with her and so annoyed by her. And I got a muter, a muter posting this, that, and the other. And everywhere I go, it's like word bomb. And I'm just talking about her, this, that, and the other. And so it was just like, I got convicted one day and was like, you can't. This isn't, that's yeah. not productive. You know, yeah. these people, it's like she actually looked up to me in a sense, you know, and for who I'm supposed to serve in the call on my life. Like if I'm not in a space where I can handle that correctly, I'm out of order, yeah. you know? And so what's got me out of order is not because I'm a bad person. Because right. it's, not, it's not an indictment. Right. It's in a revelation of you're putting this weight issue above who you're supposed to be in God. Yeah. Like your, your purpose in life isn't to be skinny, snatched, you know, in a bad B. Like your purpose right. is to get to the version of Alicia that I saw when I created her. Yes. You know, and if you're not pursuing that, then you're out of alignment, mm. you know, get aligned with mm. me, get in order. Mm. Because once you get in order, 
you'll see that this isn't important, but what I have for you is so much better than if I were to just make you drop 80 pounds right now. Because what's going to happen when you drop 80 pounds? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw this other shoe. (laughs) (laughs) But like, seriously, what's going to happen when you drop 80 pounds? It's going to be like this false confidence. Like when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader. All of a sudden we was working out six days a week and I looked up and I had lost like a hundred pounds and what yeah. for somebody who like I, I had it all, you know, I was like yeah. super smart kid as class president, you know, salutatorian of my class captain of the cheerleading team. Like I had it all yeah. and I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to do with it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And in the back of my mind, it's just like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something better, but I'm living this version of life, this you know, high school teen movie version of life that I think I'm supposed to be living. I'm out of alignment, but this is what I've always wanted, right? Mm. There was so much suffering and pain that came in that season because I was trying to be like everybody else, trying to be for everybody else and not be myself because this is what I had been chasing and I got it Mm. and I was not fulfilled, Mm. you know? And so coming into this season, it's like God reminding me, you know, you wanted that weight loss. It wasn't what you wanted then. I mean, it wasn't what you needed then. I have what you need, but you don't see that because you gain weight and you feel like that because you gain weight, you've lost value. You've lost no value, you know? And, you know, that showed up in my marriage. It showed up in my parenting. It showed up in my relationships. It showed up in how I treated myself, which is why I'm in the season where I am is because the stress that I went through in 2020, I ate you know, and I slept. No, I didn't sleep. That's the problem. I ate and I didn't sleep. And, um, people don't realize the importance of sleep and recovery and, you know, in, um, and keeping yourself healthy. Like I barely slept for like the last seven months. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I took the last three, I took the first quarter of the year off to sleep because it was like a a right, you know, a writing of the ship guys like, okay, something's wrong here yeah. and it's because you're not taking care of you and I need you as the vessel to be prepared for me but let me also reveal to you even deeper of what this issue is and so like I had to go to the doctor because I was like I'm gaining way too much way too fast I don't know if I'm pregnant I don't know what's going on you know and basically it was that like I'm not sleeping yeah. which sleep makes you gain weight it makes you foggy it makes you you know like dreary oh, you can look it all up yeah yes. and um you know I was just like okay so we got to put everything on hold and get back together because I can't, I can't fall apart trying to keep everything yeah. together. Like that's not what God has called me to, yeah. you know, and as, as women, especially we have to stop being martyrs. We're not mm. like, we're not Jesus. Like we're not, we take up our cross, but the cross that we're taking up is the things we talk about now. It's like slaying those doubts, slaying those egos, slaying, you know, slaying yes. all the things that keep us from being who God wants us to be, but it's not just pounding a bunch of stuff on our back so that we can, but usually we're doing it for love and not from love. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like we got to love ourselves. got to get that love from God and fill our cups up so that what we have can flow out, mm. you know, as opposed to like feeling like people are constantly pulling on us and we allow them to, yeah. you know, there's a value that I found in writing the book that reminded me that I have this value that requires me to take care of myself, Ooh. not just to lose weight, but to take care of Ooh. myself. And so when I ended it, it's a whole health journey, yes. not a weight loss journey, because I go to therapy too, girl. I love my therapist. My therapist wrote my forward in my book. Yes. You know? Like she's the bomb. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a whole health journey because mm-hmm. again, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of Kings to seek it out. I'm trying to figure out who the wholeness of Alicia can be. Who's the Alicia that God saw? Who's the Alicia of God's dreams? Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's a version of me that he's like, that one yeah. you know have you have right. you tested she, now she's ready now right. and, and you know the um 
Y'all know the story. This podcast was an assignment from God that had my self-doubt and limiting beliefs telling me that nobody would listen. But you, yes, you, kept showing up every week to listen to this podcast. And because you keep showing up, so do I. If you enjoy this podcast and would love to support me and future episodes, please consider making a donation by simply purchasing me a coffee. If you would like to donate, click the buy me a coffee link. Now back to the show. That your so your book literally it definitely did the same thing. It, it what it did is that I was able again because I'm visual I can see it all. Like I yeah. was able to kind of see the tr- the the journey right, and yeah. I think in reading that it that it forced me to stop looking at the number right, and mm-hmm. it was like you know okay you want to lose this weight but are you healthy right like mm-hmm. that that don't have nothing to do with all these other things that's going on right, and right. because of reading your book I like it probably took me because I had to just convince myself that it was the right thing to do but I invested in a health coach and you're absolutely right like it's your wholeness because for the first six months we ain't talk about food we didn't talk about weight it was my mindset it was my habits it was how I was treating myself it was whether or not I was sleeping was I drinking enough water was I even eating right like Mm -hmm. because you like she when I talked to her she was like okay so low-hanging fruit you are dehydrated and you're starving yourself and so I'm like let me eat and she's like you eat every day (laughs) like that's not enough And I'm like, but I ain't really hungry. And so she's like, uh-uh. you are hungry. You, Your body is just used to being in starvation mode because mm-hmm. you have not been feed. And I was just like, you know, I didn't, didn't even, I, it didn't register to me that how yeah. I was treating myself. I would never tell my kids to just eat once a day. I would That's never it. tell my husband he should eat once a day, right? I'd be like, no, you need to get a snack, drink some water, do, yeah. do all of these things. But for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm good with this Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna just not. drink. A, I'm gonna drink a Pepsi three times a day, and I'm gonna be good, right? Oh, and maybe no. a coffee in the morning. That it was. It was bad. But once my mindset changed, and I was able to really, like you said, I yeah. focused on me and my health versus my weight, which. I, then I went to the doctors and then I was like, okay, well, I got to go see a cardiologist and I need to yep. go see my PCP and, you know, yes. the chiropractor. Like it was like all these different things because especially in walking in your purpose, you're right. God wants the, the wholeness of you. And if you mm-hmm. are not healthy in the way that he needs, he's not going to be able to use you to your full potential because no. you distraction. You, yes. You're going to be distracted. And mm-hmm. the question is, like you said, can you handle it? If, if you do it for the wrong reasons, are you going to be right. able to handle it when it happens? Like, I want my 2002 body back. But yes, if I girl. was to get my, my 2002 <laughs> body back, would it still be to walk in God's purpose? Or would it be to be like, oh, you see my, my you know, it took me about 12 years. But do you see? Yeah, I'm definitely like, stunting. <laughs> right. I'm stunting. I'm stunting. I'm flexing. I'm stunting. Listen. I'm not wearing clothes. I'm doing reels half naked. Like. It's not gonna be the right it's thing. Not it's, not. Be, it's not gonna be the right thing. <laughs> it's not gonna be, and it's and it's because it's like this is what I've struggled for all this time. And it's yes. like, but you didn't have to. Yes. Like there, there is like I said with cheerleading. I loved cheerleading, and I wasn't trying to lose weight, but it came off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I need to find a way to fall in love with taking care of myself in that way, so that yeah. it will just fall off. But if it is the focus, it if if it's becoming my obsession, that is not honoring to yeah, God or to yeah. myself because my reasons for doing it is again, for love and not from love. Like yes. I need to love myself. And from that space of love, 
I, I will take care of myself. But if I'm constantly beating up, so where I have gotten where I was is because again, that, that trust issue, you know, like yeah. not trusting God and feeling that rejection. I learned even after going to my doctor that I've rejected myself mm. for so long. Yeah. You know, and what I was telling my husband, I was like, this is super meta. I don't know if you're going to understand it, but it's like from a young age, I rejected my body, mm. you know? And so like with that health scare, because I didn't know what was going on and the way they called me was super dramatic. Like they need to come see you want to come in in the morning or the evening. I'm like, oh my God, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending texts. I'm like, pray for me, please. You know, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything serious. Honestly, it was just like, you got to lose like 15 pounds, which right. is the 15 pounds that I gained. And I was like, see body, you funny. Right. Um, (laughs) But 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 the scare helped me to realize, like, man, if it was really something like if I really did allow myself to get to the space where I did not take care of myself enough, where it was something so terrible that there was a real threat of me not being here. Yeah. You know, like the, the weight of that. And it's like, well, why would you let yourself get to that place? Mm -hmm. And I had to go deep. And it's like, cause you rejected yourself. You rejected your literal body. I've accepted my mind. I've accepted my empathy. I've accepted my abilities, my but my body, I pushed away. I stood with the crowd and I pointed at it. Yeah. No, you no good. You know, and that's another reason why I pursued it. I'm trying to accept it. Like you can be, you can come over once you lose 80 pounds. (laughs) Like just do what you're supposed to do. (laughs) And then we will accept you. We will, all of us. Not just them, but all of us. And it's like, like, well, how do you expect to lose weight if you're rejecting something? You know, I'm in the space. So it's like, okay, God, I see it. So thank you for the wake up call. And now I'm going to love my body. So business or no business, you know, we like, by the grace of God, he's always provided for us through this whole seven years. It's yeah. like never been a lack. And I'm thankful for that because I know it's space to get over myself, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm going to take these three months and I'm going to sleep because yeah. that's what my body needs. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to post on social media because like I haven't posted for like two years. And, you know, I posted um, in my stories yesterday, like the same guy that and it's not my quote, but the same guy that told you to start the business will send the clients. And that is my testimony. Yeah. I literally, I get calls and discovery calls and <laughs> referrals all day long. And I literally posted six times in 2020 <laughs> on, mm. my, on my feed and nine times in 2019, like literally as a business page, you know, yeah. and I'm never not working. I know that's only God. It's not anything that, I mean, it's what I'm doing because I do the work and I show up and I'm, you know, I am who I am, which is a testament to the fact that I'm supposed to be doing it in the way that I'm supposed to be doing it. But I know God is providing me the time to get myself together. So I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to give myself that same grace that he's giving me. I'm going to show myself that same compassion that he's showing me and not allow the internet to rush me, the world to rush me or my ideas of success to rush me into my own demise. Yeah, You know what I mean? I'm not trying to rush myself into an early grave to prove what? Right. To prove what? That I'm good at business? What, yeah. what is that going to prove? Like, it's even worse. It's like you work for somebody and then like, they're going to send your like death announcement. And then the 15 minutes later, send your job announcement out. Yeah. But it's like, if it's just me, like someone else is going to be able to find somebody to do what I'm going to do. But my kids, my daughter said it, it like blew my mind. Cause she's only not, she's eight. She's only eight. She was like, I can't replace you. I can't get another mommy. Mm. And she said, it's so like, just just so so with ease and it yeah. wasn't it felt like the holy spirit and no, like sure that's such a mature thing yeah. for you to say but it was such a reminder like she really can't yeah she can't she can't you can't get another me and that's you know? the thing that when we're going through when we're 
when you're having to deal with yourself, which is what, you know, slaying self dollars about is really the yeah. reflection of you is that you have to be able to understand that you're not, it's not just about you. It's about the people that's connected to you. And Absolutely. it's not, and it doesn't have to be your clients, right? Mm -hmm. It's your family, it's your children, it's your your spouse, it's your your mother, your sister. Like mm -hmm. we are, we, we are the one, one and only, right? Yes. That, that we are one of a kind. This is it. The, the, mm -hmm. There will be no other Felicia Wallace. There will be no yeah. other Alicia Watson. Like this is right. it. Okay. Somebody can have your name. That's fine. That's it. But yeah. That's it. it. We we are ourselves. And so how you show up for yourself, how you show up for your family, it makes the difference. And, and I, I, the thing that I love about this conversation is that everything boils down to showing up for yourself. Right. And yes. The work for yourself and really taking inventory of who you are so that you know whose you are right because Absolutely. it all it, it, it at the end of the day it all reverts back to him and saying that yeah. like he's giving you this gift he's giving you this purpose he mm -hmm. knows he knows you by name he knows yeah. everything everything that you're supposed to be but he's not gonna force your hand no, nope. no, nope. and it's up to like we talked about control, we talk about yeah. perfection. But if he's gonna, he showed you, and yeah. he's telling you what you can do. But if you ruin it, it's that that's on you. And I, I feel you on my health thing. I that my thing was my heart. Like I had mm. knew I had cholesterol issues for at least nine years. Like, and mm. I was just like, what if I damage my heart so much that, you know, and that was the part that scared me the most. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, what did I do? And right. by the grace of God, everything was fine and normal. And, but right. I was like, but yeah. sis, okay, now that you know that you're good, what you going to do? That's fire, right? Right. What you going to do now? Are you going right. Are you gonna go back to drinking three Pepsis a day or not? Nah? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. For real. <laughs> And, but and that but that is also like in the in the in the slaying of the self-doubt is like again changing that belief yeah. you know what I mean so it's like okay no you're not but if you do it it's not because you're a bad person but yeah. we are the type of person that does not drink three pepsis a day right yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. that and like just continue to flood yourself with changing that habit is changing that mindset first yeah. that's why I call my book a prerequisite to weight loss because I know that if you pursue it from a place where you're not mentally really ready to yes. pursue it it's not end well you're gonna do it the wrong way you're gonna starve yourself to death you're gonna you know you're gonna overwork your body you're gonna put some strain on your muscles yeah. because you're trying you're forcing yourself in this place that to to get to this goal that really isn't you're not in the mindset to 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 to, to work it out right yeah. i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah. <laughs> you're not in the mindset <laughs> no to, i get to, it to achieve it and and do and use it right once you get to it you know and so um and then if you work on your mindset, you'll realize that sometimes it's not even what you want in the first place. Like yeah. for me, when I finished the book, I didn't pursue weight loss anymore. I literally pursued whole health. I pursued like eating better. Like it was going to be a result of me loving myself. Mm -hmm. And so it became something that was even a non-factor. Like I'm not even worried about my weight. I'm not showing up, you know, <laughs> excusing my plate you know y'all man you know what i mean don't worry about what don't judge me like why nobody was going to why yeah, are you, yeah. why are you calling attention to your plate like but that's how i was thinking yeah you know so my my mindset changed my attitude changed like even my husband noticed the change in me like i was showing up i was yeah. more confident and stuff but 
<clears throat> but when you change that mindset, like you have to keep working on Cause like I said, when I was hit with this, this issue in my marriage, you know, which is funny because the way that it went is that there was an emotional part and there was a spiritual part. And in as much as that emotional part was going in my spirit, I knew we wouldn't, there was nothing yeah. happening really. Yeah. It was really for a purpose of showing me like, you have these emotions. We need to talk about them yeah. and why yeah. you have them and what you do about them, you know, and how you respond to people and how they respond to you, yeah. you know, but I knew that me, me and Ray would be good. You know, even in the midst of it, we were doing his, his podcast and we were talking to other couples and God dropped, like you said, he dropped one couple in, in an interview chair. Raymond asked me to sit down and they had the exact same struggle 10 mm. years earlier. You know what I mean? So our issue was like Facebook. There's was uh, Black Planet or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I hijacked the interview. I was like, we gotta, you know, we gotta <laughs> talk about this. I need all the details, you know. But even just having the the wherewithal to share our story, to ask yeah. someone else to share their story, and as we're sitting there listening to their story, it blessed us because we're we're 11 years in they're 21 years in yeah. so that gives us oh. hope you know what i mean yeah. it's like well y'all can make it it's the exact same story look what god is doing and yeah. then you asked earlier to talk about you know the fear of sharing your story your story is not for you mm. your testimony is not for you like it is for people to come to the understanding of what it is that god can do you know mm. like so many people follow Jesus for the signs and the miracles, you know, and I believe there's still signs and miracles being done, but in our lives, we are miracles. Yes. You know, we are, we are the sign that God, God exists, that God loves people. You know, sometimes, you know, and I felt convicted about this this week anyways, but sometimes when people will put, God will put people on my heart to do something for it, to say something for, or say something to, you know, send a text or reach out yeah. to, and I do it. And it's just like, man, how did you know? Like I needed this or right. You know? And it's just like, wow, God is using me yeah. to show you that he's thinking about you, you know? And so our stories as, as bad as they are, as good as they are, whatever they are is a way that God is using us to show people that he's thinking about them. That's like yeah. the premise of my podcast. It's like, maybe you're like me because you know, I'm a mess. <laughs> like, yeah. like I know that, and, and God is working the mess out. Like he's showing me the mess and it's not like, it's like, you're a mess. Yes. Accept that and understand that there's a better way to be like, yes. I'm level up to look like Christ because that's, that's much greater, you know, but in the midst of it, it helps people to see that, yeah, they could be like me and they're not alone in whatever they're going through mm -hmm. because I'm going to talk about it. You know, I'm transparent because I, I just know what, I know what God says about me. I know what he said I'm going to do. And I don't believe anybody can take anything from me, yeah. even if I do share it, you know? And I think sometimes we neglect to tell our stories because we're trying to control the narrative around us. You know what I mean? But, and it, and it feels like a lot to lose. Like if I tell you the truth about who I am, if I reveal what's going on, like you might reject me, you might yeah. take something from me, you might think of me differently but you never know what your story can actually do for people you know again you're safe you yeah. know if I you're being that. led to tell your story trust god like he's got you he's gonna protect you on all sides way better like you bring in a pocket knife like you michael jackson beat it <laughs> you know I mean? michael jackson beat it you know <laughs> with a pocket knife to the fight he's got like a whole army you know, behind yes. him, he's like, he's just standing there, like, you just, you know, showing him, like, you're not gonna, like, well, you're not gonna let me get in on this. Right. You're gonna, right. you gonna take your pocket knife, you're gonna get in real close, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, my God. Protect yourself. You yes. know, <laughs> that's how I feel. So it's like, I'm, I'm constantly telling myself, just click it, put it away, and let him show up and yeah. let him stand behind you, you know, and do what he's gotta do. He'll work it out for you. You just, go forth and be obedient yeah you know even in telling your story there might not be on platforms like ours like we can tell our story to a lot of people but if it's like call such and such up and tell her you know this that, and the other do that yeah. you know even, you know 
I shared something about, you know, one of my parents to someone else who was going through something. She's like, I had no idea, but it makes me feel better, mm. you know, because it gives me hope. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it gave me hope because where I was four years ago was like, you know, but yeah. here he is still here. That's a testimony. Yeah. You know, that's a like there's something in that. And yeah. it's, it's because like at the time it was too much at the time. It was like, why God? Yeah. But to have him here for years and it's just like, OK, like this is something we can share, you know, our whole lives, our story, we can share, you know, and, and just cause it's, it doesn't feel interesting. It's not like, you know, some people feel like their testimonies have to be super dramatic right, and super yeah. crazy, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. your whole life is just a testimony. You know, you had, you know, something that you wanted, you didn't get it. They might've gotten it. You know what I mean? Like even that testimony. You know? Bless somebody else. And yeah. Um, that and I, and like you said that that knowing that you're safe in your story especially if yeah. God is calling you to do that that mm-hmm. you should you know so um that was that's one of the things that I you know I'm I'm going to take with me from this conversation is reminding myself that I am safe right like yeah. I think that that's so important when you when we think about our doubts our fears our insecurities is that we're safe in him right he mm-hmm. got us he's carried us this far he continues to provide and protect in all of those things continues to have you show up on the platforms that you need to be on you know whether it's an entrepreneurship as a wife as a mother as a Mm -hmm. sister like you are continuing he's giving you every single day because you still have work to do and you absolutely he he's got you and so just reminding myself of that when I go into something new scary whatever I'm I'm saying that's going to be the extra thing that I I say to myself is that (laughs) I'm safe and I got this. Thank you so much. Alicia, like this is, I I promise you at this point, I'm like, as we were talking, I was like, we're going to have to do a whole nother one because I I, I was like, I got, I got more questions, but you know, y'all, y'all know I do my very best to try to keep it under an hour, but I'm just like, I I think we about to have to have a part two y'all because this is such a great conversation. Thank you so much for just you your openness your transparency like the gems yeah. you dropped the the preaching that you did like <laughs> you, you you said a couple of us free today i just want you, <laughs> I want you to praise god that's that. what i prayed for yes yeah but i'm 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 thankful for your platform again i just you know i think these conversations have to be had again it's not just us that are feeling this yes. way and we're not bad people you know if we feel this way you know and we're not we're not weak we're not anything it's just we have some doubts we need to replace those doubts with some better beliefs and take action and sometimes action is the replacement like Gideon you know you just gotta walk you gotta ask God can you do this and do that you know and I'll be right back and don't you move I'm gonna go do this (laughs) right don't move you you gonna be here when I get back let me go get get what you (laughs) asked me to get and guess what he was right there but it, and right at the there. end of the day he said go with the strength you have i am sending you Period. i'm sending you yes <laughs> Period. that's it and it's and i just i'm thankful for it because I, I know you set a lot of people free with the podcast and oh, with your story you as so well much. Yeah. i appreciate that so how can people connect with you if they want i already told y'all y'all gonna get this book but whatever <laughs> but if they are um how can people connect with you to either listen to the podcast or if they want to set up a, a discovery call with you or okay. they want to book you how, how how can they connect with you oh my okay so um with my perfectionist tendencies, my personal website isn't done yet. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a 
perfectionist and a non-delegator, which is like a deadly combination of like procrastination, but um, it's halfway there. So I'm not going to say my website. My website is www.aliciawatson.com, but it's not, there's nothing there. So follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. Um, and you can, if you want to work with me in a photography or videography capacity, which I didn't really talk about, but if you do, it's um, www.aliwatsonmedia.com. I don't know why I'm saying www, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my podcast is Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. Um, that's also in my bio at the Alicia Watson, or you can find it on Buzzsprout, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, um, anyway. it'll be there. Same place yeah. you find this one, you can find hers. Okay. True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Alicia. I truly appreciate you just coming on and just this was this was a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Oh, you're welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.